Oh, boy. Well, the Sharks have seven players and their coach and training staff come off of COVID protocol. Not exactly the best way to come back when you're playing in high altitude to get those games get back into game shape. But, oh, my goodness. That's a rough one. We'll break it down. Well, I'll break it down for you right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is November 13th, 2021. The Sharks take a tough one, 6-2 over the Colorado Avalanche. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So, of course, if you want to be part of the show, chat with me and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, Discord after the show, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with, with that, I say, hello, everyone. Hope you're doing all right on this lovely Saturday evening. Puck guy with you going solo this evening. Everybody else is, as Giants broadcasters would say, on assignment. The Sharks were coming into this one Losing their first game in Canada, losing to the Winnipeg Jets. The Colorado Avalanche absolutely spanked the Vancouver Canucks 7-1. So you kind of saw this one coming a little bit. You know, the the seven players coming back, with it being Eric Carlson, Jake Middleton, Matt, Matt Neo, Timo Meyer, Kevin LeBanc, you know, also throw in, you know, Bob Bugner. Ray Tuss, Mike Aldrich, all coming back from COVID protocol. And then you have to play in the thin air of the Rocky Mountain. <laughs> so it's going to be tough. And, and I'm, I'm going to be going to the chat with you a lot. So forgive me here. So, but, uh, you know, Chris S. saying keeping the Sharkakuda out there would have also been ugly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh Big Bird saying, you know, they look like they're going through the motions absolutely stunk. But that's the thing. I think I think we expected the first game that they win under cover protocol where they beat the Jets, which was amazing. But also the first game back. And if, with the first game back being in Denver, that's always tough. I mean, Colorado is already an exceptional squad. But then to have them come back to play, uh, you know, that's that's a tough one to take. So... Uh, we're already getting some of the comments out of the locker room. So Bob Bugner in here already saying, we lost the flow of the game. We couldn't get it back. I was comfortable down to one. Then we started doing uncharacteristic things and guys looked like they hadn't played in a while. Uh, you know, and, and that's the thing here is that it, the guys still need to work things out. So, ah, uh, you know, it's a tough one to take, but you know, and, and, and like Chris, you're you're absolutely right. You know, this was a loss in most any case, and so they got it over and out of the system. Yep, I expect a better effort Tuesday in Minnesota. Tuesday in Minnesota, it's not going to get easier, folks. Tuesday in Minnesota, Thursday in St. Louis. This is next Saturday night against the Capitals. I mean, yeesh, my gosh. A lot more water breaks tonight, so forgive me on that one. Got to stay hydrated doing this one on the on the night. So, you know, fanatical teal bleeder. I'm just glad it was the abs, not the blues or Vegas. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. So let's get into it, shall we? The Sharks are, well, the Colorado Avalanche are 8-1-1 against the Sharks over the last few years, uh, you know, Byram out with a concussion, so that was not that was not exactly the best one to go with. Uh, but the Sharks, you know, started to get things moving early on. I thought they looked, I I thought they looked okay early on, and then they started coming out gangbusters. And they at one time they outshot the Avalanche nine to one in the first period, and of course, 
about three, three and a quarter into the game, Logan Couture gets on the board, his sixth of the season, uh, to make it one nothing San Jose, uh, with Ferraro Meyer getting the assist for Meyer. That's twelve points in nine games, and that's in nine games that that Meyer's played. I think, I think we had tweeted out that outside that game against Montreal, right before COVID protocol kicked in, Meyer has scored in every game he has played in. So, Timo, as Paz would say, way to keep doing whatever whatever it is you're doing. So that made it one nothing Sharks. But then the Sharks got into penalty trouble. And that's where I think the problem starts, um, you know, coming into play here. Burns would get a puck over glass penalty. LeBanc would go to a little box for LeTripping, you know. And that would be, you know, playing... You're playing with fire here. And granted, Colorado's power play is the 27th best in the league, but you knew they were due. And sure enough, Devon Taves just slaps one in his second of the season to make it two to or one one. Then Nazem Kadri, after a mishmash of a uh, of of a line change, it looked like it was Shimmick coming off because he was getting tired. Carlson scrambled like heck to get back over, but couldn't. Uh, and that's maybe where the conditioning kind of comes into play with them not being there. Leaves Pickles high in the slot. The guys are coming back, and nothing's happening. And it gets them. Um, and Colorado gets on the board to make it 2-1. to one. That's what the period would be. Like I said, 9-1 the shots at one time were favoring San Jose. They finished up 12-10, so... Colorado came on fire, really tested the Sharks. It really got to them early on. And don't forget, they also took a two more penalties later in the period. You know, Middleton for interference. Uh, hella dudes on a frozen part. Shalane Golden, good to thank you again for uh, the copyright permission. Appreciate it. With that, four penalties in a period. That's not going to get you anywhere, especially after the great start. I mean, it's just... It's just tough to see. So, ah, uh, if we had <laughs> Shaka, thank you. If we had a, a win every water break, Pakai is going to have, we'd be undefeated. You have no clue. We'd be perfect. We win the cup in 16 games. Absolutely. <laughs> so, let's move on to the second period, shall we? No, I don't want to either, but that's what we got to. Do second period onward. Colorado started things off early again, but then I thought the Sharks were starting to throw their their weight around, and I thought it was really taking care of it. They were throwing Colorado's throwing shots at the Sharks. Sharks are throwing their stuff weight around too. I saw that that two on one develop because Cogliano just decides to take a full on cross check, which shockingly doesn't get called, leads to a two on one. He's got Merkley. Merkley shoots. It's blocked by Kemper. Unreal save there. Loose puck. Weatherby comes in. Samuel Gerard, who had a heck of a night. It just lets it hit off the ice and boom, done. <laughs> it couldn't get anything on there, which was tough, you know? So, you knew that was a rough rough go early on, and then that happens. And then, of course, Newhook gets his first NHL goal. I mean, we got to be getting close to 100-something uh, for first NHL goals scored by players on the Sharks. Or like, let, me, let me try to rephrase that. 100-plus guys have scored their first, their first NHL goal against the Sharks. That's probably a little more way to put it there. So that made it 3-1. Then he takes a penalty like two minutes later. Yes, that's the first Sharks power play of almost seems like the week. You know, uh, they didn't have a penalty since Tuesday. So didn't look great there. But then what makes it matters worse is that O'Connor comes in. He scores on the shorthanded goal to make it 4-1. That's where I think everybody thought this one was out of the out of the way, uh, put away there. The Sharks couldn't really get muster anything going there. Third period, they would uh, Burns would take a high sticking penalty there, and it just kept falling down from there. Uh, 
third period, the, shark, the Avalanche would get two more on hand, but the Sharks would also get another power play thank, uh, thanks to a high stick on Ferraro. Uh, he would he would take a nice little hit, and he would go into the box, which set up an Alexander Barabanov goal. His second of the season hurdle with the nice assist to set him up with the nice slapper. But also, while Eric Carlson got the other assist, and welcome back, Eric Carlson, with the nice little apple there on the power play. Thank you very much for my for my fantasy stats, for that matter. But big ups to, to Weatherby. Getting in the way of Darcy Kemper. Don't let him take a shot. I mean, Hill was having issues all night, you know, seeing shots because there was so much traffic in the way from both teams. And Weatherby's getting in the way there, and I'm loving that. Just keep doing that. Jasper, I mean, my gosh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough one, but you know, it's a nice to see. So you get that little bit of hope out of all this, uh, to make it four, two. And you're thinking, all right, halfway through the period. Yes. Sandstorm's already been played. So we got to build our own momentum here, <laughs> but then, not even a minute 11 later, Andre Barakovsky, loose puck, fires at home from Landeskog and Gerard. That makes it 5-2, which makes it even worse because then there's an empty netter goal that I forget to include here from Bar from Samuel Gerard to... That's better. Thank you. Uh... He gets his fourth point of the night on the goal, his first of the season. That wraps things up here. Sharks lose 6-2 to two over the Colorado Avalanche. The Sharks are now 7-6-1. They are still one game above NHL 500. But they are, <laughs> they are now at 500 on the campaign. Again, this one's a tough one. You know, and Walter Johnson saying exposing losses. Yes, but like I said, I, 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 if this game was in low altitude, mid altitude, not high altitude in in Colorado, I wouldn't be too too overly worried. You know about it. I think that's that's that. You know. But it's, you know, and I see fanatical teal bleeders saying, I'd rather the Sharkakuda, as our regulars, to be honest, the effort is thrilled to watch. You're not going to bench over $18 million in defense just because of a good effort. You know, it's not going to happen. And Anthony, I'm with you. I expect a totally different result on Tuesday night. And now that this team has played a game, they'll look at what they were doing looking at how they were just getting completely lambasted around uh, their puck management needs to be better, their puck possession needs to be better, uh, their legs need to be better. Let's let's be uh, let's be honest here. Because, um, you know, there are some guys who didn't have their legs tonight. Tomas Hurdle, Jonathan Dolan, you know. Uh, the, I mean, yes, Couture had his early goal, and he was in there for a number of things. But this one's a team loss. This one I kind of expected to be a preseason game. So you, you take that as you will. And now you have two more games on this road trip. You go to Minnesota Tuesday night. You go to St. Louis, who you've already seen on Thursday night. And then you head home. Uh, you, you hope that there's going to be a little bit better, though. Chris S. saying, you know, 10 of their first 16 on the road is tough. Yeah. And they've always liked to get out, get their big road trips out of the way. So having practically a quarter of their road season finished is going to be is going to be nice down the road. And let's also be honest here. We, we, we joked about it, how they've only played one 
game in their division, well, they're going to have all those games and a lot of them in the Pacific time zone. Let's be honest. Vancouver, you know, you're going to have Seattle. You're going to have all the rest of your, uh, you're going to have 35 home games. You're going to play in LA. You're going to play in Anaheim. You're going to play in Vegas, you know, so you're going to definitely get all of those games back. You know, it's going to it's going to be nice. You're going to have some breaks, too. You're also going to have the Olympic break, we hope. Um, so we'll see. You know, Steve Rector, you know, uh, it was a thrill to watch for sure. But that stretch out over another 70 ish games would not last. Uh, Anthony Sanchez saying, I thought road trips strengthen team bonding. And it probably will. Let's be honest here. They're going to have uh, a lot more. Uh, time to go. So we'll see. You know, Chris S. just saying post-COVID fatigue is normal on top of not just not being in games for two weeks. And that's the thing, too. These guys couldn't do anything. They had to isolate. They, they're sitting on couches, you know, for crying out loud. So that's a tough one. You know, so we'll see what happens here. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Steve Rector. This was another one. Young Legs that aren't used to that season length and game frequency would burn out. I think it was already starting to happen, to be honest. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think they also knew, I think, in that Winnipeg game, and we heard it from Ryan Merkley right afterwards, that a lot of them were going back to the Barracuda. I think all but uh, Nick Merkley went back to the Cuda, and they're playing in Abbotsford. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they're playing tonight. I haven't seen any updates from the AHL. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. I thought it was either tonight or Sunday that they were in, they continue the Abbotsford one. Uh, so we'll get to that. So um, let me continue on with the comments. Um, yeah, bud, jump on. Uh, give me a buzz if you don't mind. That'd be much appreciative as I do this. So, uh hate to do this overhand, but AJ, if you're listening, that up, boy. All right. Joining me in now is AJ Strong. AJ, bud, how are you, bud? Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, first, I still haven't gotten to all the quotes yet, so thank you very much for uh, doing that, but uh, and thank you for jumping on because I really appreciate it. I'll keep you... I'll keep your... <laughs> I could care less if the team is struggling. <laughs> Boy, that sounded like a Soviet uh, coach. Well, you don't you don't remember Joe Namath on the sidelines? No. With the Jets, uh, I could care less if the team is struggling. I want to kiss you. <laughs> oh, go, that one. Go, yeah, Google it, everybody. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Barracuda played tomorrow, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Bud, how are you? Uh, what did you think from tonight? Uh, it it looked like they were trying to in, inject seven team or seven guys, and that they were playing a mile high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? It 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 is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, and... There were now there were a couple guys. Uh, Burns to me, this is one of the worst games I've seen him play in a while. I, I felt like he was doing a lot of standing around. But then again, Chiefs been eating up huge amounts of minutes with so many guys out. Yeah. Uh, I do find it funny that Burns like had points in like eight straight games, and then Carlson comes back and, and Burns doesn't get any points. <laughs> oh, geez, here we go again. And then Carlson Dude. gets gets an assist tonight too. Yeah, I, excuse me while I go put on my tinfoil. <laughs> hey, I mean, th- there's a, there's another there's another point. He comes back. Be be warned, you're going to get that from Hockey Jerk tomorrow for sure. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> but the, yeah, that's forward to it. But that's the tough part, dude, is that Burns has 26 minutes of ice time. Hell, Ferraro, I think, had almost 15 minutes going in, like almost halfway into the game. He finishes over 27 minutes. I mean, you're going to burn these guys out. Yeah. And that's a that's that's really a call out for Ferraro because at one point in this game, he took some shots and was laboring oh, to yeah. get off the ice. So... To see that, I mean, you you can't say enough good things about Ferraro, and I I, I said this a week ago on the show that uh, if you don't have Ferraro penciled in as your team MVP so far, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> the guy is just killing it. Um, 
Hurdle mentioned that, uh, and as did Meyer in the post game, that they started trying to do that fancy shit again. You know, no, and, I and, can't do that. And I don't like how many times does that have to be drilled into your head to keep it simple, stupid, stop trying to, you know, put on a clinic. Meanwhile, Colorado, a couple of those times was putting on a clinic. Yeah. So look, you know, it's, it is what it is. This, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have a, I, I put out the schedule or as soon as I received the schedule, I went through the entire thing and I mapped out what games I thought the Sharks would win and mm-hmm. what games I thought they would lose. And this week, um, I, I should have fucking went to Vegas and put a parlay because I nailed every one of them. I said I had it down that they'd beat Calgary, that they'd lose uh, to Winnipeg, and that they'd lose tonight. Yeah. And and for those of you playing, I have them losing the next two games as well. So that's <laughs> that's not looking good. I, I I hope you put that bet down and that you don't get money back for the sake of the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Uh, Chris in the chat saying, you know, another reason they had to get them all in, even if they're not 100%, they couldn't keep them keep taxing Burns and others with a partial CUDA squad. As well as that group did, they were taxing those vets. Yep. No, completely agree. But here's the thing that, that really stands out to me right now. If, like, look, at I'm not trying to be a dick <laughs> but uh I, can i can i be honest for a minute and say you know look as it stands this season um when it comes to like looking at the blue line how comfortable are you with vlasic and simic versus say oh. i don't know magna and merkley yeah that's a tough one I mean, no. I mean, both of them did a, a pretty good job. Uh, Magna does have some experience. Uh, yeah. You know, throwing Hataka or Hataka, however you want to pronounce it. A player it. called Hataka. You know. But, yeah. I, <laughs> it's, you look at him. Uh, and, I, th- I thought Vlasic looked like horrible tonight. But, again, like I said, you have seven players coming back. You knew they weren't exactly going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. We all expected this to be a loss and, and with them coming back, it's like, you know, <laughs> and it was, thanks for was. coming up everybody. Good we'll night, everyone. <laughs> but, thanks. but uh, I mean, you want to see that effort that you saw those last, those six games with the shark you know, uh, and I think <laughs> we did for the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just that's that's a tough one. Uh, but I look at it this way, and feel free to duplicate say this on the technologist tomorrow night. Who? Who? The technologist? <laughs> what? Uh, these guys got experience. The Sharkakuda. Did did I do that right for Yoda speak? I don't know. But they also show Doug Wilson. Hey, we're ready to go when you when you need us. Or hey, if you need that extra piece because you know he'll he'll get fancy if they're going to make a playoff push, mm. that he'll toy around with some moves. And let's be <sighs> honest here, I wouldn't be surprised if if stuff if guys like a Shimmick gets moved, you know. Oh, Shimmick should absolutely get moved. Is he? But it, are the Sharks going to have to like eat any of his salary? Granted, yeah. it's not a whole lot, but it's still more than I would say he's worth right now, to be honest. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a tough one. Um, but like I said, it's, a, you know, you had guys that, you know, they, they haven't played in two weeks. They're, mm-hmm. It's going to take them a couple games to get back into the routine. Um, the, the thing that is, you know, a little mind numbing is the fact that, all, I mean, they have to spread out the minutes. Uh, they, you know, and they go, okay, we got to get back to playing simple or whatever. Okay. Then why do you keep getting fancy? Why did I just, ugh. oh, I just, I can't right now. As, as much <laughs> as we, we like that headman pass and it worked against Calgary. Let's not get all crazy and keep duplicating the same thing over and over again. Like it, just like that fancy little drop pass that they like to do on the power play, which never works. Well, they haven't done that a lot this year. But I mean, just getting into some of those bad habits. 
No, to, to, well, it's the bad habits, but really tonight was the fact that they couldn't maintain any possession in the ozone. They'd have it five or six seconds, couldn't get anything set up, and boom, it's it's going the other way. In the disease, in the D zone, they couldn't uh, <laughs> they couldn't get in lanes. You know, Vlasic was beaten by a pass. Burns was was absolutely piloned. Uh, you know, and then they, they go almost two straight games without getting a power play. They finally get one oh, and then geez. they give up a shorty. So yeah. <laughs> it's, of course, right? Yeah. And Chris making a good point. Yeah. They, they have to get back to the North South hockey. They, this team, if they're going to win, it has to be simple North South hockey. Another thing I would like to call out though, this has been at least for the shot and I'm not in before anybody like loses their shit. I'm not blaming the officiating for losing games or anything like that. But you have to admit, this week, it's been really bad. <laughs> I mean, who, shoot. Who what was, was it, it that got fucking pasted tonight against the uh, – Landis Gog boarded somebody, and he also slew-footed Meyer. No call. No call at all. And right? then you have the other night where Dubois, in this, with the, within seconds, holds uh, Ryan Merkley's stick – pushes him down with his helmet, and then as they separate, he takes a free swing and slash at him. Yeah, plus there were two blatant cross-checks, two trips, all out in the open. No one sees that. Um, and then you, to start off the week, you had Zadorov's hit on Barabanov, that headshot. Oh, and that doesn't even get looked at. Doesn't yeah. even get looked at for crying out loud. That's the worst part. It's like, yeah, man... It was- Tough week for the zebras when it comes to the sharks, man. It was, it was not great. Now they, they, you know, they still lost, and you know the, some of the officiating. I mean, you can't hang like the Winnipeg game. It's like, look, you can't blame Winnipeg for getting three power plays and the sharks getting none when two of the power plays that Winnipeg got were from the sharks hitting the puck over glass, right? As they did again tonight. Like, you can't give up the unforced errors. I mean, what so. what did we say a couple of years ago when they were starting to have those puck over glass penalties, those you know hella dudes penalties? Like we had like there was like a stretch where it was like five or six games to begin the year where they just started with all with at least one or both of those penalties in a game, and it's kind of like a, a, a well with with the puck over glass it's kind of luck, with hella dudes it's kind of. It's lazy. hustling. Yeah, it's people not paying attention. It's it's fucking lazy is what it is. Yeah. What and, are you going to do? And that's the tough part. But at the same time, as you're hoping for a penalty call, let's not bank on the call on a, officiating to help you out. Create oh, your course. own luck. I mean, yeah. if you're crying out loud. So. Absolutely. But it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this shakes out, especially because so tomorrow's an off day and it's all about um, uh, you know we're going to have a good practice on Monday and blah 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 blah. <laughs> Fine. Okay. But fact fact of the matter is, uh, you know, last I checked, Minnesota they're, they're four and one in XL. Okay, they're they're doing okay. Uh, they're currently beating up on Seattle, who hasn't. Uh, but and. <laughs> You know, and they're they're right there with uh, you know, in the top couple. I mean, right now it's Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, and Minnesota. I mean, that's probably uh, a well, Colorado has to turn things on here. But look, it's Minnesota's going to be a, a tough team. And then what are you looking at? You know, it's like, well, okay, getting your ass. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say they got their asses handed to them against Winnipeg, but it was still. You know, I think they played better than they did tonight. Tonight was a fucking shellacking. Yeah. And then if they get shellacked, I mean, at Minnesota, and then they have to go to at St. Louis, which <laughs> essentially very similar to Minnesota and that they're, you know, 3-1-1 one, and one at home currently, and they have almost the – they have the same percentage as Minnesota. So those are going to be two tough games. And didn't the Sharks already lose to St. Louis once this season? Yeah. So. And yeah. so they know what's coming there, but not the least of which you finish that road trip and then you have waiting for you coming home, home to Washington on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, and the fact <laughs> that the Sharks will have played on Thursday night while Washington will be off Thursday and Friday. So they'll actually be, a, Washington will be a little more fresh because they're playing Tuesday, Wednesday in SoCal. So 
It's going to be a tough, tough one. And then he throw in that coming Monday, the twenty second, they play Carolina. Yeah, this is this is not a not a stretch that is fantastic. But we said this early on when we looked at the schedule yeah. was this is the time to try to bank some points uh, before you start into that stretch of you know where you get like five straight in mid December against the Pacific Division. It's it, and right, gonna be a tough road. And right before I came, you came on. It's like, here's the good part: is, is that you still have a, what thirty five home games left. You still have those games against L.A., Anaheim, Vancouver, Seattle, and Vegas. You have all those games on the Pacific Time Zone, so you're going to be doing a not as much road travels down the road to get you know t- almost a quarter of it by. By the time you're done on a Thursday in St. Louis, out of the way, it's pretty nice. It's it's not too shabby. Here. Not too shabby at but all. The other thing, though, is that you also have teams that were projected to suck, like L.A. and Anaheim, that are currently above you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And with the two-game losing streak, the Sharks have now, I mean, have dropped out of the... Uh, out of the wild card spot that they were they were holding on to, and then now they're three points back with uh, Vegas above the Sharks by a point, and yeah. L.A. When, when the hell was the three. last time L.A. lost a game? Right, oh, look at Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim's won six in a row. I know, and and are a point back of Edmonton. <laughs> this it's I mean this is certainly not what we expected. Um, and speaking of unexpected, you know, right now, as bad as the Canucks have sucked, they're they're tied with Vegas right now, four four. So, I mean, <laughs> this this is just fucking weird. And let me guess, the Ducks play tomorrow. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, let's see here. I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah, they play the oh, they play the Canucks tomorrow. They play what will be a tired Canucks team after you know going long against Vegas. So <laughs> that falls into Anaheim. You know that that plays into their oh boy. Though so the worst worst part that it, um, you know, is if they go into Seattle overtime. fans going, oh, we wanted to be Vegas too, <laughs> and Ron Francis is like, no, I, I'm just gonna slow build, and that and that's or, that's oh, a tough part for them. I, I like Ricky's comment here. Are we believers or are we on Team Tank? Um, no, I mean, like I had a little, you know, they opened what for winning four straight, and I was like pleasantly surprised yep you know like okay this is a little better than i thought they do then during the COVID thing i'm like oh fuck they're gonna get shellacked and then all of a sudden these younger guys get a look and it's like hey i i kind of likes me some nick merkley i like me some ryan merkley i'm liking things about magnum more than i like about shimmick so (laughs) i saw some things and i'm kind of like all right these guys could you know tickle my ass with a feather a little bit i'll take the tease let's see it and then what happened you know, L.A. got hot. Anaheim got hot. You know, yeah. Vegas started figuring out how to hockey again with, despite being decimated by injuries. So, uh, right now, I mean, uh, you know, I said I was going to look at this at the twenty game mark and kind of make a decision. And right now, we're what six away? Yeah, we're seven, six, and one. We've played fourteen games. Yeah, so we're six away. So let's see where we're at. If if the Sharks have a losing record by that 20th game, um, I don't know how you can't be Team Tank at so, this point. Well, it's just interesting because the next six games, AJ, uh, are uh, away at Minnesota on Tuesday, Thursday at St. Louis. Okay, home, both of those are going to be losses. Home to Washington. <laughs> That'll probably be a loss. Home to Carolina. See, that'll be the one that they win that everybody thinks go, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of flip-flop Carolina and Washington there. Uh, and then here's the interesting one. So Ottawa is now going under COVID protocol. I believe they have nine players out right now. Yeah, fuck them. I mean, so there's your opportunity for, uh, you know, to whip whip around the, you know, the Belleville Senators. Uh, yeah, the crap out of them. And then... Toronto on Black Friday. And that should be another one where they spanked the crap out of them. For some <laughs> reason, the Sharks have had Toronto's number. Yeah. So, and, and both games against Toronto this year fall on a Friday. I mean, come on. That, that has to mean something. 
Hey, and isn't that a stealth game too? It usually is, but I don't think it. Yeah. it, it I don't think it's a stealth game this time around. Oh boy! If that is, man, we're hosed. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we had hope, and then you made it a stealth game. Everybody went fuck. Yes, it is a stealth game. It is a stealth game, of course. Yeah. So I'm so, changing my. I have to change my prediction now. <laughs> so, which you know leads to jinxes and and everything about it. I, I'm going to ask you this because I have it on on the screen here from Chris. I love opposing f- teams. Uh, think. Where where are we going? Think. Baby Shark bothers us. Meanwhile, they're just subjecting their fans to it. Uh, to me, I, I there's a, just a little bit of me, just a little bit, not not a whole lot, that's like, you know what? I would kind of like it if the Sharks changed the goal song, the Baby Shark. It'd have that freaking Chelsea Dagger uh, feel to it that you moan and groan it on. At home, going, oh God, the Sharks scored again. Ha <laughs> ha. And meanwhile, we're laughing about it. I could care less. <laughs> Until they bring back Rock and Roll Part Two, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I know they're never going to. Right. But it's, you know, it, I could care less. You can't even, honestly, when the Sharks score at home, I can't even hear it. You know, I don't even, you can't even hear the song. So. So what we're Whatever. saying is, Jonathan Becker, if you are watching, AJ would like to work on the uh, speaker system inside the Shark Tank. If you're, <sighs> come on, nah, it's nope. I mean, it's unfortunately that's the you know that is the one thing that brought so much energy to that room is when Rock and Roll Part Two would come in, and they just you know, despite their efforts, they haven't found anything that will that can fill that void, right? And you know, it sucks. They tried. Yeah. But, you know, what can you do? I would uh, see in fanatical teal bleeder is right. going to say Metallica needs to make us a shark song. You're, you're the 20 billionth person <laughs> to say that. And, you know, and so I'll give the response that I've given for the 20 billionth time is the sharks asked Metallica. They politely declined. Yeah. So if anything, I would like to see them either reach out to Sammy Hagar, who's a local guy. Mm-hmm. Or who's already done a song called Mas Tequila that if you go and listen to it is a blatant uh, homage, if you will, of Rock and Roll Part 2. Yes, I know exactly or, what you're talking about. Yeah, Or it, uh, Dave Menachetti from Y&T. That guy's lived in Santa Clara for like 50 years. So... Hell, what's that, Dion Warwick doing right now? I oh, mean, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> well, well, she was on SNL last week, but... Uh, speaking of the uh, Ottawa centers, do you see the Canadian press crying about games not being rescheduled? No. What? Why? Why? Because of the COVID issue. Yeah. Wait a minute. So that when their guys are out, they want shit rescheduled. Oh yeah. The sharks, yeah. The Sharks are missing players. Oh, deal with James it. James Myrtle uh, tweeted out, and and he just got destroyed by Sharks Shocker. fans. Shocker. <laughs> like, yeah. So where was the cry when the Sharks had their issues? Like, the, uh, honestly, that that first Winnipeg game could have been rescheduled rather than scrambling around like crazy. But I digress. Yeah. So. Well, either way. Did uh, did uh, Jerry give a donation in the Venmo by chance? Oh, excuse me. You know. I just hold seen... on. Let me let me get the broom out of my ass. I'm uh, doing a lot of things over I here. I know. I know. I'm bugging you, and I appreciate it. But. uh, uh. <laughs> Hold on, what does that lead to? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Okay, no, then then we can't do it. So but, I'll... uh but uh Grayson Hendricks, we thank you. That was from two shows or the last show, not tonight. Yeah. Uh Golden Knights take a five four lead on Shut the Canucks. And uh... I'm I'm telling you, uh, here's the funny thing is like <laughs> First off, I'm kind of like, God, this had to be the goddamn season that Arizona left the division. Right. right? Like, at least it could have been somebody to beat oh, up. Oh, yeah. But Seattle is starting to look like that team. We'll see a Vancouver who slowly seems to be looking like that team. But it still comes down to the fact that most people, us, or at least myself included, thought that the Sharks would finish in the bottom three of the division. Right now, that's where they are. You know, like I said, t- I take it in the in the twenty game chunks. Let's see where they're at at twenty games. Do they have a winning record? If not, uh, you know, how bad is it? Is are they at like you know five hundred? Is it you know is it something 
like nine, 10 and one, you know, is it something you can try to work with or is it a little more significant than that? But dude, once you hit that halfway plateau and then, you know, the second half is going to be very heavy on the Pacific division. Um, dude, I'm dangling hurdle like a motherfucker. And then Tom, uh, here, we'll resign you come July 7th, I think no, is what it is. They're not going to have any money for that until they get rid of the whole cane debacle. Which, hey, if it happens, then there you go. Yeah, but that it, it'll all be contingent on hurdle signing and blah, blah, blah. No, I just, I'm, I'm trying to see what you can get back. I mean, you have to, at some point, you have to say, look, you have to be a realist and go, you know, Couture performing to his contract. Right now, Timo Meyer, yes, performing to his contract. Um, but Kevin LeBanc, holy shit. Maybe I mean, that's... this is a guy, he, he's getting, what, four something? Four and, four and, and a half, half, I believe. Yeah, he's playing the fucking third line, and right now his line has one point at even strength. Through what, how 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 many games have we played? 14? Fourteen. Yeah, one point, one even strength point from that line. That's that sucks. That's a tough you one. Know? And I know I've been uh, much more impressed with the Weatherby line than the fucking Benino line. Yeah, Weatherby's been impressive. I I I'm glad that he's getting more power play time. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I I like I was saying earlier. I love seeing that he's getting his butt in right in front of the goaltender. I mean, I almost want him to like to fart on the freaking guy, so that way it really throw him off a little bit. Dude, that that second that second uh, unit tonight, with when Barabanov scored, and you see Weatherby just stacked there. Exactly. I mean, it was it was very Dustin Bufflin esque. And I'm Tomas going, Holmstrom. Yeah, I'm like, hello, yeah, that that's that's what you need to be work on working on, but oh man, that that third line is just. Ugh. And even the guys in the on the post game, uh, I think it was Hurdle that said, you know, look, right now it's it's a problem that we have. Well, this is the part that I kind of had to giggle at. He's like, we have too much uh, talent on this team to be a one line team. And I'm going, who? <laughs> you know, I'm like, you, Dolan, Couture, <laughs> Meyer. OK, there's four. <laughs> OK, maybe Barabanov, maybe Balsers. Like, OK. But I don't know. It's uh, it's just so goddamn tough. But it's like I'm I'm gonna be a realist. It's like let me ask you: Is the end goal to win a cup, or is the end goal to make the playoffs? I I think they'll all, they'll all say that it's going to win the cup. But let's be real here: getting into the playoffs is ideally uh, the goal that they this team has. Mm-hmm. Go up against round one, get lambasted by Vegas in round one or Edmonton, and you know. That's uh, it. Look, until Edmonton proves they can win a playoff series, I'm going to withhold that. Fair enough. <laughs> With their goaltending, did, yes. Didn't didn't Chief didn't the, didn't they get a, a summarily swept by Winnipeg last last you, time round? Let's reel here. How many people? <laughs> how many people in the Canadian media um, bitched about? Uh, and making a big note about McDavid not drawing a penalty, you know that they're just going to be calling a little ticky-tack crap on McDavid down the road. And honestly... Oh, and honestly, it was like me calling out Furlat the other day. Oh, jeez. Nice little kick there, bucko. Yeah, that I, was I'm another like, one that like, I thought was pretty funny. I'm like, really? Really? That's, that's, that's what you're going to do, huh? Oh, boy. And I did enjoy Randy Hahn saying... Stop banging on the glass, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, it's too bad they weren't in Dallas for that one. Ugh, Especially that, oh, that one guy who actually has a sign that says bang. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, he, yeah, because he was literally told, stop banging or we're going to take your tickets away right. from you. Um, what a tool. Yeah. Uh, LeBanc makes uh, 4.725. Uh, okay, still too expensive yeah, for through, <laughs> through 2024. The return and on investment on that right now sucks. Like you, <clears throat> how many times or how many people have just swum right by you on the fucking depth chart? <laughs> you know, you're on like the if, third if line. You were, in, if you're worth that cash, you you know you should be up there with uh, with Hurdle, yeah, and, and Barabanov. You know, 
Balsa should be on the third line, but whatever. Or Dolan. I don't know, man. Dolan and Couture. That, I mean, that was the whole thing. Couture straight up told Wilson, he's like, look, I want to play with this kid. This kid <laughs> has, you know, he's got some juice. He's got some mojo. I, you know, he saw a lot of things in Dolan that he liked. He's, you know, been pretty creative. How can you not like this kid so far? Right. So I'm, I'm more than, than fine with that top line, uh, with the exception of it can't be the only one producing. Yes. And, and I want to know what happened to the Carlson-less uh, sharks that that brought out Brent Burns. Because everybody been talking <laughs> about, like, once Carlson was off this team on COVID protocol, it was like, Jesus Christ, I'm seeing 2017 Burns, and here's the Norris guy, and you, you know, I'm saying. And then tonight, poof, looked horrible. Which is weird because he doesn't. I mean, if there was, if Carlson was on his defense pairing. It makes that would make sense, but because he's not, they're still not yeah. playing together. So I'm not sure how that that can. I maybe it's Burns thinks he can, you know, maybe take more chances if Carlson is around. <laughs> maybe he's sitting there going, "Hey, I can take all these chances because some at some point Carlson's gonna fuck up again and I'll look okay." <laughs> right? Who knows? Who knows? All I know is, uh, dude, I want is I mean I own Shimmick jerseys. Uh, I want Vlasic and Shimmick off this team so badly right now. <laughs> I really do. Like w- at the very least, Vlasic for certain. I mean, I I wasn't that guy until tonight. The the str- well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the stretch of the COVID games, yeah. and I was kind of like, look, I want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, but holy hell, gotcha. uh, you know, I'll, I'll give Vlasic and Shimmick like the rest of this road trip. You know, see if they can find their legs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, tomorrow they'll get some rest. Supposed to have a good practice. Good practice. You yeah. know, good practice habits on Monday. So try to get your shit together on Minnesota, you know, for Minnesota. Play the game Tuesday. Let's see how you look if you're a little bit better there. But if it's the if it's the same shit, then I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, it, it's time to put Vlasic in the press box. Send a, a fucking message. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, refresh me, uh, refresh my memory here, bud. What, what was <laughs> William, to say? You better rephrase that. Uh, what, what was la- what was William Eklund's last game? Who <laughs> was it? Eklund's the last game was St. Louis. All right. So it, since <laughs> this is going to be controversial, but since William Eklund went back to Sweden and um, that sad, sad face. Uh, the Sharks are now one, two, and one uh, after Eckler. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can, you know, like, okay, and I don't think that's a fair thing to pull out because the the COVID stretch. Let's see how they are over these next five games, you know, without Eckland. Now that everybody else is back, but still, I don't. Eh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't imagine that Eklund is the end-all, be-all. No, but, but I think he was creating more offensive scoring chances, and they looked pretty decent out there. Now, in these last four games, they've they've only scored six goals. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the previous, the last two games he was playing in, you know, he, they had uh, six goals combined, or I'm sorry, eight goals combined. They scored five against Buffalo and three against St. Louis. No, I, f- I felt like he, he – Eklund – see, now Ricky on there said Eklund wasn't generating anyway. I would disagree. I thought, you know, he was getting some decent looks and he was helping the play, and it allowed Bugner to deploy guys at different lines. Um, I He wasn't generating on the score sheet per, uh, to, to say. But I he mean, was opening things up for other guys. Exactly. Yeah. And I kind of felt the same way about Ryan Merkley through some of his yes. games. There was a, a couple times where he um, he generated generated a shot from the point where he basically did like a ring around the rosy thing and had like two guys chasing him, and it opened up space for him to find a great lane and, and almost scored with it. And I commented at the time, I was like, God damn, that's very Miro Heiskanen, the way he pulled that off. Yeah, it, and it's, it's, it's nice because he's offensively – minded defenseman but he's mobile 
and Burns isn't exactly going to pinch all the time unless he sees something. And the same thing with Carlson. But Merkley out of the three seems more mobile. Um, the one catch that younger legs. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, he would get himself caught out on the ice a little bit longer, and he's got to learn to be yeah. better on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Burns got caught a couple times tonight too. So I. Uh, Ricky's saying uh, Eklund has eight shots in nine games, wasn't making chances for himself. Yeah, but he was helping other guys get free, you know, like not every, you know, they it. I, oh, God, we talked about this at one point. Uh, it was something about if they if they tallied. um, Oh, God, you know, like they have the primary and the secondary assist that if they tallied a tertiary assist that I forget who it was because we did this a couple years ago. They said some guy would just be have a ridiculous amount of points because he was, you know, he was, he was just always involved, but he wouldn't end up on the score sheet because he'd have that third assist, you know, eh, look, it's, you want talent on this team or do you want to see, that's my whole thing. It's like, if you want to make the playoffs, you want to go for it now, so to speak or whatever, why, why do you send Eklund away? True. You know, at this point, why do you send Ryan Merkley away? Because look, um, um, for me, I would take Ryan Merkley over Shimmick or Vlasic at this point. And also, don't forget, you'll have Nikolai Kanijov also coming off. But that concerns me because that could be that has the potential to be Shimmick 2.0. I mean, because how many people were in love with Shimmick early on? Oh, and, he was the Burns Whisperer. And now all of a sudden, yikes. Well, oh, and Ricky makes a good point, though. Do you want Eklund developing into a supporting role, you know, for past first player? Do you want him to be a scoring first line, you know, center? Absolutely. That's a good point. I get that because even Bugner mentioned that it was like, you know, we don't – I forget what the exact quote was. It's on our Twitter, but it was like, you know, we're not here to develop fourth liners. <laughs> so, That's so what Roy Sommer has been doing for 25 years. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, see, Chris saying secondary assists are pushing it. Half of them are already are, are meaningless. Uh, I don't know. I, mm, I mean, some I would agree, but then I would say some start with that tertiary. What would be a tertiary assist? Yeah. You know, you, the, a little bit goes both ways. Anyway, um, and then the other thing that needs to be addressed before we go here is remember we are. Um, What's our record now? <laughs> or seven, power. seven, six, I'm and sorry. one. Yes, we're a part of the sorry. team. I'm sorry, the Sharks. What's the Sharks' record? Seven, six, and one. So that's fourteen. Fifteen. Seven, six, and one. No, that's fourteen games. Oh, 14 I'm sorry, I thought you meant points. My bad. No, mob under. <laughs> All right. So, but you have Minnesota, St. Louis. Then you have a four-game homestand. Washington. And then what happens at the end of the month? Chicago Kane is available to come back. So what happens with that? Do, do you understand how much media is going to be at the game <laughs> in New Jersey on the 30th? And not to mention the fact that it's a fucking ESPN game. Oh, yeah. It's the next ESPN game. So it's a national game. So you know that it's going to get mentioned. It'll be mentioned. But, um, yeah, since he's just traveling around with his girlfriend female companion well, well i guess whatever i mean doesn't seem like he's uh preparing himself no i if uh, i think he he's preparing himself for life after hockey or something i don't know what the hell that guy's gonna i don't know go buy a yacht with jeremy roenick and do tours of catalina or something i don't know what the hell he's gonna up to and then ricky also pointing out yeah what about kinesioff you know that was the guy right that's what i'm saying is that you know he just had a knee injury same thing with Shimmick. So, what God, happens now? I'd love to have Kanijov back. That's well. That's the whole thing, dude. If we have you, you saw you know some some spark in Ryan Merkley. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate Megna's game at all. I thought Malosh needed some more. You know, yeah. I wasn't real thrilled with him, but I thought Megna exceeded my expectations. Now. That could be very much like insert the meme here that said, you know, our expectations for you were low, but holy, holy fuck. fuck, you know. <laughs> uh, no, Magna exceeded my expectations. Ryan Merkley, I think, uh, 
you know, there was a couple times where I was like, whoa, love that. And then a couple times where I went, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Milosh has not, you know, he, he's not hit the bar for me. Vlasic and Simic, boy, if we could get Kinejov back and maybe you look at Merkley and then, oh, yeah, ah, man, if we can, if the, Doug Wilson needs to do everything he can to get rid of Shimmick. I don't think anybody takes Vlasic's contract without the Sharks at, either eating half of the salary hey, or getting next to nothing in return. Does he pull a blockbuster way packages Shimmick and LeBanc for something? I don't hate that. Just, I mean, it doesn't have to be the same team, but I mean, are those two? Oh, pieces... Hatika too. Yeah, Hatika. I enjoyed Hatika. Yeah. yeah so. No, I think there's like there's some decent pieces here. Uh, if we can just see everybody healthy, but yeah, I'm 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 on the on the trade Shimmick Vlasic train like big time. And and, and and that's the thing is everybody being healthy. How is this team going to be with everybody being healthy? What we saw early on, pretty good. So that's that's that little dangling carrot. It's like, ooh, do I want to do something now or maybe not? And that's well, that's the the other one. the other thing I you know. Like again, not trying to uh, not trying to be a dick, <laughs> but I got to tell you, like you look at who, who who's the third line, you know, Benino, Nieto, LeBanc. Who, who? Yeah, Benino, Nieto, LeBanc. And I got to tell you, right now, um, I'd kind of be like, all right, that's okay. But what if you had say, Gregor? With Leonard and Blickfeld. You know? Sure. What if you had, you know, would Schmolevsky, Reedy, and Shellman give you more? I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised we haven't seen anything from uh that that Gregor hasn't gotten a call. I don't know if he's injured right now or what's going on. Well, he was under COVID protocol for a little bit. Yeah, but so. just haven't heard much about him, and no one's really asking about him, which makes me wonder, like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it's it's a curious but, case. We'll see what happens. I mean, but dude, he's. I mean, Gregor with uh, with only six games, he's got eight points. He leads the team in points, <laughs> and Reedy has seven points. I mean, come on, uh, and and how have you not liked? I mean, how can you not like what you've seen from Nick Merkley so far? And, I mean, granted, Lane Peterson is out, they said, a week or two with an injury, but he definitely earned his way to stay on the squad over there. Yeah. So I, I like, uh, yeah, I like seeing Blickfeld. Um, and then, uh, and this kind of goes back to what Bugner was saying about, you know, we're not here to develop fourth liners. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Leonard got sent back down. Like they want to give him lots of minutes, you know, Shmolevsky, Shellman, Leonard, um, uh, Kinyajev, Merkley, those guys, you know, they want to give them the big minutes. So when they come in, they're really ready to make an impact. And I get that. Right. But, but God damn, I look at Benito Nieto in the bank and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, like you, the, you, you are now the fourth line. Weatherby's group is coming up. Piss off. Yeah, it's like you dangle that tease. It's like, oh, you guys look pretty good. Okay, and now you go back down. Have fun in Abbotsford this weekend. No, dude, I will take Weatherby, Cogliano, and um, oh. who, who's the guy I'm missing? Merkley, Nick Merkley. Yeah, yeah, I like that those, I, I will take. I will take those guys getting a few, few more minutes. I'm not saying that they're the – the second coming of uh, Richie Sundstrom and Scott Thornton, but you know they they, they have some you know some some grit, if uh, you know like the coach would say some jam. Isn't that something that uh, T Mac would say oh, back yeah. in the day? Of course, of course. No, what was it? Oh, polish. That was T Mac's word. Jam polish. You know, yeah, it, the game, it kind it, of meant the same thing, even though it doesn't make sense. But... Yeah, it makes zero sense. Yeah. Cogs and bones. That's our trademark. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, wrap her up. You got it. Uh, <laughs> to wrap it up, the Golden Knights are about to win 7-4. to four. Wild beat the Kraken 4-2. to two. 
Hold on, seven to four. Yeah, um, Luch- and didn't the team get rocked the shit out of them seven to one? The Vancouver. Yes, yeah, so the they've allowed fourteen goals on uh, in their last two games. Have fun playing against Anaheim tomorrow. Hold, hold on, Vancouver's allowed two touchdowns in the last. Two games. <laughs> Christ. Okay, go ahead. Let, let's see. Did have they allowed more than the BC Lions have? I mean, that might be a question. <laughs> Uh, speaking of bad, and they should feel bad. The Kraken lose four to two. Now they're four ten to one. Pitlick with the hat trick in that one. Uh, thank you, Jets, for being the Kings. Granted, it was in freaking overtime. Uh, uh, you know what? That works out for me, though. That's my. That's. Uh, we'll we'll talk tomorrow on the yes. Technology. What are we but, expecting uh, tomorrow? Uh, so we're obviously gonna talk about the games that were play, you know, the quick overview of what happened this week. Uh, we'll get in a little bit of why uh, the NHL and Department of Player Safety hates us. Hmm. Or I should say hates the Sharks. Um, let's, you know, kind of what we liked, what we didn't like from the week, some of our standouts. Uh, we're going to have the updated stats and modules. We'll cover a little bit of what to expect in the next week of Sharks hockey. A uh, little bit of... Um, Doug Wilson finally getting inducted after waiting finally. what seems like ever. Yeah. Um, uh, NVCSN making an addition. <laughs> a good and one. I like that they're going. Yeah. And I like that they're going on location. Oh, my God. <laughs> How sweet uh, is Boiler's house? Well, if you work for three years on a fucking house, it better be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, that was a hell of a nice crib. Um we're going to talk about, like you were just mentioning, uh, the uh, the dark horses that Jerk and I have. And uh, Jerk's Canucks, you know, getting smoked as of recently, whereas my uh, Kings are uh, doing okay. Um, Your Kings. You know, we'll we'll talk about, uh, or we'll ask the question, can we go a week without there being turmoil in the NHL after what happened with Anaheim uh, and Bob Murray? And, it's, and um, look how Anaheim's flourished with it. Right. Um, there'll be a little, you know, we'll touch on, uh, the Abbotsford Canucks absolutely curb stomping the Barracuda yesterday. And then obviously we'll be coming on just as the, uh, second game between those two hits, uh, get into the prospects, uh, dude, Tristan Robbins, holy <laughs> shit. Like that's a cat that I'm kind of going, boy, do you tangle him in something, you know, down the road? I don't know. Dude, that's, but at the that, same time. Robbins, Bordalo, Gushkin. I mean, oh. No, dude. I, I, I can't this, wait this for Robbins those kids kid. to get up here. Dude, this Robbins kid is just, he's blowing people's doors off. I mean, you know, 27 points in 15 games. Are you kidding me? Almost at a, two, you know, 1.8 point per game threshold right now. Brandon Coe, it is almost at a point and a half per game. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of those guys. Um, you know, we get into our top five every week, and uh, it's a couple of players have moved around. Last week, Ozzy was up, and this week he's out because Max McHugh Ooh. is in. So yeah, right. there's a couple guys with that, and then uh, tweet of the week and all the normal stuff. But gotcha. That yeah, that's uh, tomorrow night, or if you're on delay here, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific on the youtube channel so do yourself a favor hit that subscribe button down below hit that notification bell that recognizes that uh, when we go live you just click on that and you'll be right there with us um and of course if, if you're hey if you're listening not live leave a comment in the uh, comment section below of this video yep and tell us what you thought of tonight and everything down the road for the sharks <laughs> it sucked next yeah well <laughs> so Come on, people. Let's get to 20 likes right now. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and, of course, always available at TealTownUSA.com. But thank you for jumping on. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I I get everybody has a Saturday night that they want to do stuff, but... uh, Darn it. Come on. <laughs> Pikers. And, oh, by the way, Joe Pavelski uh, scored. Ooh. Yeah, some guy. He used to be a captain. Uh, slow foot, but still has a great shot. He got his fourth of the season tonight uh, in a 5-2 win uh, for the Stars over the Flyers, who suddenly have fallen on the job. Ooh. 
Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Oh, now I'm all, I'm all like just <laughs> because if I was looking correctly, so this would, this, if, if I was I'm following up the info right now, but no, no, no. If I was following the schedule correctly, yep, Martin Jones started this one. And he had... That was, and I was, yeah, I was looking forward to this, and I'm like, because the game that the Flyers played before this, they were playing someone tough, like Carolina or something like that, and I'm like, okay, there's no way Jones starts that. He's got to start against Dallas, and Dallas has looked shitty this time, and, and what happens? Jones shits the bed with an 867. <laughs> yes, but for the season so far, entering tonight, uh, entering tonight... It was to... a 950, dude. He was leading the fucking league. <laughs> Dude, what's that about? Dude, leading the league in goals against and save percentage. I'm like, stop it. When when are we uh, getting the Manscaped sponsorship for uh, Ian's head shave? Uh, Hashtag no free ads, of course. No idea. Let's see. So did they... What? Hold on. So goals against average right now. It's... uh, Where the the fuck is Martin Jones? Uh Entering tonight, 168. 2.27. 2.27. He's fallen to 2.27. So that in hurts. One game. But the but the big thing is that it's all about the save percentage. And right now, 931, baby. <laughs> That's better than 915. Oh. That's better than 915. I'm just saying. So if you can keep that shit up, just saying. Ian, your, your hair's not looking good right now, my friend. Uh, hold on. Final final comment from Big Nasty. What can the Sharks do to move Kane to Arizona or anyone else? What, what would he have to give? Uh, what does Arizona have to give back? Nothing. Did you see Chicago just absolutely disgrace them tonight? Dude, there was a play that uh, somebody tweeted out. That it, it was oh, it was such a like you're not even hockeying anymore. Oh, no, I don't know. I just I want Kane anybody anywhere but San Jose. I don't care where he plays. Yeah, but is that gonna have to come with a cost like like it did for the Leafs with Patrick Marlowe? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I, I would take Marlowe over Kane right now. I'm just saying. Damn. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, when do they announce that guy's retirement? Anyway. Oh damn, you went there. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, give it twenty games. If he hasn't signed, come on, call it a day. And with that, we'll get out of here. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. He's at AJ underscore strong on Twitter and the Instagram. We'll be back with you Sunday night for Pucknologist at 7 p.m. Your next game is Tuesday at 5 o'clock as the Sharks take on the Minnesota Wild from St. Paul. So until then, thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button down below. Comment down if you have if you missed the show already. Let, tell us what you thought about this game and where the Sharks are at as they lose 6-2 to the Colorado Avalanche. And until tomorrow night with Pucknologist and Tuesday night for After Dark, following the Sharks and Wild, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. The conversation continues on the Discord right now. See you over there. Bye,